Hello, welcome back to the Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I am going to be recapping Week 15 of the NFL season. I'm also going to talk about the NFL Pro Bowl rosters, which were announced yesterday. I'm going to also talk about the COVID situation in the NFL and the NBA. I'm really excited to be back. Also, before I start, Merry Christmas. Christmas is on Saturday, a few days from now. Um, It's been a while since I've recorded the podcast. I got really busy with school. Um, I'm in college, and so I I got really busy with finals, but I'm done with all that. I got Christmas break right now. I've been enjoying it, uh, creating some content. So I'm glad to be back. But let's go ahead and get into week 15 of the NFL season. Uh, With the whole, with everything, with, with COVID, the whole COVID situation, um, a lot of games were postponed and rescheduled for a later date. So we had games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, um, Monday, and Tuesday. This week was insane. Let's start out with the Thursday game, and that was Chiefs-Chargers, an excellent game. Went down to the wire, the Chiefs ended up winning in overtime, 34-28. Some very controversial coaching decisions made by Brandon Staley for the Chargers. He went for it on fourth down five times in this game, only converted twice, um, and, and he ended up losing by six points. If you want my opinion, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably know I am very... Uh, pro analytics. Uh, I do a lot of work with stats and stuff. Um, I'm a big stats guy. I'm a big nerd. If you want to call me a nerd, that's fine. Um, so I was for it on every decision that Staley made in this game. I looked at a bunch of mo- uh, fourth down decision models. All of them basically said that he um, made the right decision to go for it. And it's rare for for multiple models to come uh, to the same conclusion. But for each one of his, of the decisions that he made, most models agreed. Now, some were toss-ups. Not all were, like, heavy or uh, strong um, strong recommendations to go for it. But most of them did agree that, hey, he made a very, a, a very solid decision to go for it each time. Um, and, and when you're playing the Chiefs, you've got to get as many points as you can. Um, seven points... Uh, a touchdown is worth more than two field goals. You got to think about that. Um, so I'm I'm very fine with all the all the decisions that he made. There were some times where I honestly might have kicked the field goal to go up for. Um, I know he he had at least there was at least one possession where he could have kicked the field goal to go up uh, go up for, um, which would have forced the Chiefs to to go down and score a touchdown, but he didn't. But even then, I don't think the Chargers lost because of the fourth down decisions. The reason they lost is because their defense just wasn't that good in this game. They allowed Patrick Mahomes to throw for 410 yards and three touchdowns. Um, overall, they allowed um, 496 yards. Their defense simply wasn't good. Um, and, and that's the reason why they lost this game. They got down to a 10 nothing deficit early in this game, and they came back from that. Um, and ended up going up 14-10, heading into halftime. Um, but they allowed 21 points in the final 9.5 minutes of regulation plus overtime, um, and they just could not stop Tariq Hill or Travis Kelsey. That's the reason they lost. 
Um, even if they would have kicked some field goals rather than going for it on fourth down, um, the, the rest of the game would have changed. It's not like the rest of the game would have gone the same exact way as it did. Um, if that if they would have changed their game plan and went and kicked some field goals, um, we don't know how the game would have turned out because the game would have changed. Uh, the Chiefs game plan would have changed. The Chargers game plan would have changed. Everything would have been different from that point uh, moving forward. So we don't know what would have happened. So that's just speculation. That's hypothetical. All we know is that the Char- the Chiefs um, played very well offensively. This was, a, this was a very strong offensive performance from them, especially in the fourth quarter and overtime. So shout out to them. Um, shout out to the Chargers. They put up a good fight. Went down 10 nothing, um, And they didn't. They didn't. They, they kept fighting. They didn't stop. They kept fighting. They took the lead. But unfortunately, their defense just really struggled late in the game. Um, so yeah, Chiefs got a big win um, on the road here on Thursday Night Football. And now they're the number one seed in the AFC. The AFC has been wild this year. It's been absolutely crazy. But now the Chiefs stand at the top. Uh, let's see if I can get back to the score. My computer's messing up. Let's go. Alright, let's get back, talk about the the Saturday night game. There was one game on Saturday night, and that was uh, the Patriots versus the Colts. Um, and wow, what an impressive performance from the Colts. They won 27-17. They were destroying the Patriots for most of this game. They had a 20 to nothing lead heading into the fourth quarter. The Patriots did have a little bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter. They scored 17 points in the fourth. Made it a little bit close, but the Colts ended up winning 27-17. Jonathan Taylor had a massive day. 29 carries, 170 yards, and a touchdown. Carson Wentz wasn't that great, um, but neither was Matt Jones. He had two interceptions. Just a very strong performance from the Colts and their defense. Um, as they picked up a huge win at home against the Patriots. Now let's move on. Talk about the rest of the games. Let's go to the Sunday games. Bills beat the Panthers 31-14. Uh, big win for them at home. Strong performance from Josh Allen, who had 210 passing yards and three passing touchdowns. Then we got a big upset. The Lions destroyed the Cardinals at home. 30-12, big win for the Lions, who are now 2-11-1 on the season. The Cardinals got to get back on track. They're 10-4 in the year. This was a bad loss for them. Then we got the Dolphins beating the Jets, 31-24. Um, big win for the Dolphins. They are now 7-7 seven seven on the year. They are fighting for a playoff spot. Cowboys beat the Giants, 21-6. Um, not 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 a lot of scoring here, not a lot of action offensively, but the Cowboys come away with a double-digit win on the road, a big divisional win for them. Then we got the Steelers beating the Titans 19-13. The Titans are 9-5 on the year, and they are just struggling without Derrick Henry. They lost this game by 6 points. They were ahead by a lot early in this game, but the Steelers got back into it, and they eventually came away with a victory. Big win for the Steelers. Uh, who are also fighting for a playoff spot. They are 7-6. and six. Then we got Texas beating the Jaguars 30-16. to 16. Um, You know, both these teams are really, really bad. They're having a bad year, but a big win for the Texans. Then we got the Bengals beating the Broncos 15-10. Both of these teams are fighting for a playoff spot. So this was a massive win for the Bengals on the road against one of the best defenses 
in the NFL. Huge win for them. Then we got 49ers Falcons. The 49ers destroyed the Falcons, winning 31 to 13. Big win for the 49ers at home. They they are fighting for a wild card spot. Um, and big win for them. And then we got uh, a very close game between the Packers and the Ravens. The Packers ended up winning 31 to 30. Lamar Jackson did not play, but Tyler Huntley played extremely well. Let's look at his stats. He had a very strong performance for the Ravens. He had 215 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. He also had 13 carries for 73 yards and two touchdowns. He had a QBR of 82.4 as a result of his strong performance, both as a passer and a rusher. But the Packers came away with a victory, and there was a controversial um, decision by the Ravens to go for it. To go for two at the end of the game, um, they, they scored to make it a 31-30 bowl game, and they went for two to win it, but they did not convert. And if I have this right, there was an, they had an opportunity later in the game to make it where they were down eight, and they could have gone for two, um, and they didn't. I, I don't really know what the situation was. Let me look. Let me see. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, play-by-play right here. Uh, so they scored a touchdown to make it 31-24. Let's see. Let's see. Tower Hotley three-yard touchdown run. And they kicked it to make it a, a seven-point game. People were, there was some other controversial decision made in this game where they were down and where they were down and, and tried to make I, I can't I don't really know what the situation was. Um but there was another controversial decision where they didn't go for two where they should have. But I'm not seeing that here. Nothing really makes sense here. Uh, I'm not seeing anything that really makes it look like they should have gone for two anywhere. But I heard people talking about that like Mina Kimes um on ESPN. But the Packers came away with a big one point victory on the road against the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens. So big win for the Packers. They are now the I think they had the best record in the NFL. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the case. They've been playing really well this year. They're eleven and three, and this was a massive win for them on the road. Let's see if I can get back to the scores. My computer is slacking. We gotta get this going. While I've got this loading up, also, at the end of this podcast, I need to talk about the new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man No Way From Home. I am going to be talking about spoilers, so if you haven't seen the movie, please do not stay for the end of the podcast, because I will be spoiling it. Um, But, yeah, that's also something I wanted to talk about. Now, let's finish up the Sunday night games, talking about Saints Buccaneers. Saints won 9 to nothing. What a a wild defensive battle here. Saints get a big win against the Buccaneers on the road. Um, Huge performance from their defense. The Buccaneers who scored zero points. And they have one of the best offenses in the entire league. And they got shut down by the Saints. Huge performance from the Saints. They played extremely well. Tom Brady just... Wasn't that good in this game. He had 214 yards, zero touchdowns, one pick. He had a QBR of 18.4. Um, he also had a, a lost fumble to go along with that one interception. That's why his QBR was so low. Taysom Hill wasn't, wasn't anything special. Um, but let's see, who was 
no one really. They just they just kicked three field goals. Um, I believe, yeah, they kicked three field goals. Their defense just played really, really well. They forced a lot of turnovers. Um, let's see, did they have any turnovers themselves? Uh, no, they did not, but they did force two turnovers. Um, and that is why they were able to win this game, that winning the turnover battle. Neither offense played particular, particularly well, uh, but the Saints d- defense was just so good forcing turnovers that they were able to come away with a victory. Shout out to the Saints. Big win for them. Now, let's move on and talk about the Monday night games and the Sunday night games. So, on Monday night, the first game was the Raiders-Browns. Raiders ended up winning this game 16-14. to uh, Daniel Carlson hit a game-winning field goal uh, to win the game for the Raiders. Both of these teams are fighting for a playoff spot, so this was a massive win for the Raiders. And it looks like the Browns are not going to make the playoffs, unfortunately uh, for them. Um, but uh, what, what really sucks is they did not have a lot of players in this game. Like, Baker Mayfield was out. Um, and then Cub did play, but um, um, but Baker Mayfield was out. Uh, Miles Garrett got hurt during this game. I don't think Kareem Hunt played in this game. So they were missing a lot of key players due to COVID protocols. Uh, so that sucks. And it sounds like, or it looks like their season, um, that this really, really ended their season here. It looks like they are not going to be in the playoff, which really stinks since they had a good start to the season. A lot of people had high expectations for them, uh, but everything's probably going to lead to them missing the playoffs. Now, for the second Monday Night Football game, we have Vikings-Bears. I'm not going to talk about this much. Vikings won 17-9. The Bears are terrible. Uh, the Vikings, they're trying to get into the playoffs. Um, and we saw a strong performance from Justin Fields, who outplayed Kirk Cousins uh, on, on a primetime matchup. That's big for Justin Fields. Also, i got to give love to Thomas Graham, uh, who ended up starting. This was his first game ever. For the Chicago Bears. And he played excellently. He had three uh, passes defended in this game. He was excellent. So I got to give shout out, give a shout out to him. He played very, very well. Now let's move on to the, to the Tuesday night games. Which were two nights ago. Rams beat the Seahawks 20-10. There was a controversial no call. Uh, the Rams should have gotten called for pass interference against. Um, and they were on defense. And it was clear pass interference. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. It was a terrible no call. The Rams definitely should have been called for pass interference, but they weren't, and they ended up getting walking away with a 10 point victory at home. Big win for the Rams, especially a big win considering they were playing a divisional rival. And then we got Eagles, Washington. Eagles won 27-17. Washington went up 10-0 early, but the Eagles came right back and scored 10 unanswered points to tie the game. And then they ended up going on a 17-7 run to win this game. The Eagles are in the playoff hunt. We'll see what they can do for the rest of the season. But that wraps up week 15 of the NFL season. The season is winding down. Um, The playoff picture is becoming clearer and clearer every single week. Um, And now let's look and see the standings. Let's look at this. See the conference standings. Let's look at this real quick. This is going to be a very, uh, a pretty short podcast. I don't think it's going to be that long. Where are we at here? 
yeah, this is probably going to be a shorter podcast, but let's look at the conference standings, starting out with the AFC. We got, um, and I'm going just by order, Chiefs, Patriots, Titans, Bengals, Colts. Let's see, can I actually find a playoff picture? Here we go. This will work better. So, um, one seed, Chiefs, two, Patriots, three, Titans, four, Bengals, five, Colts, six, Chargers, seven, Bills, eight, Ravens, nine, Steelers, ten, Raiders, eleven, Dolphins, twelve, Browns, thirteen, Broncos, fourteen, Jets, fifteen, Texans, and sixteen, Jaguars. The Jets, te- the Jets, Texans, and Jaguars have all three been eliminated from play from the playoffs. And then in the NFC, we have. Uh, one seed, the Packers, who have clinched the playoff spot. Big for them. Two, Cowboys. Three, Buccaneers. Four, Cardinals. Five, Rams. Six, 49ers. Seven, Vikings. Eight, Eagles. Nine, Saints. Ten, Washington. Eleven, Falcons. Twelve, Panthers. Thirteen, Seahawks. Fourteen, Giants. Fifteen, Bears. And sixteen, Lions. Both the Bears and the Lions have been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so yeah, that's what our playoff picture is looking like right now. The Packers and the Chiefs are both one seeds right now. Uh, but the playoff picture, like I said, is becoming clearer and clearer every single week. So we'll see what it looks like after next week. But that's all I have for the scores uh, for from week 15 of the NFL season. Now let's talk about the COVID situation. We are having huge COVID outbreaks in both the NFL and the NBA. And to be completely honest, I think both leagues should suspend their season. If we really care about players' health, then there is no reason to be playing football and basketball right now. They should suspend the season for both the NBA and the NFL, but they're not going to do that. And there have been new protocols suggested. I don't know if they're in place yet, but new protocols have been suggested that would allow asymptomatic um, players who have tested positive for COVID, um, and this new protocol would allow them to play as long as they are asymptomatic. I think that is a terrible idea. I think you're, you're just asking um, for a for a, 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 a another COVID outbreak and just for COVID to be spread um, at a very high rate throughout the league. Um, and, and I don't know if that's for the NBA. I think it's for both leagues. Both leagues are considering this. But I know for a fact that the NFL is considering that. And I think that is an awful idea. That's terrible. That's stupid. I don't know who is coming up with this crap, but uh, they obviously do not care about player safety. This is a terrible idea. If you test positive, you should not be allowed to play, whether you're in the NFL or the NBA. That is a a ridiculous suggestion. I think that's terrible. But now, let's talk... And and by the way, uh, before I talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, um, I am going to be talking about about the NBA and college basketball on this podcast more regularly now, now that I'm done with finals. And the finals just coincided with the NBA and college basketball, so I haven't been able to talk about that, um, about, about college basketball or the NBA much, but I will start uh, talking about them on this podcast soon, probably this upcoming week. You know, we got Christmas games on Saturday, so I'm def- definitely going to talk about those. I'm also going to be talking about draft-related stuff with the NBA draft and the NFL draft. That's going to be starting up soon, so I'm excited to talk about that. But without further ado, let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. What did I think about it? I thought it was a spectacular movie. 
I thought it was on par with um, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. It's one of the best Marvel MCU movies. Um, it's spectacular. It's really, really good. If you are a fan of Spider-Man like I am. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Growing up, I dressed as Spider-Man for Halloween for a countless number of years straight. I am a massive Spider-Man fan. So, if you enjoy this, if you enjoy Spider-Man, you will enjoy this movie. Now, let's have a, talk about some non-spoiler um, parts of the movie. One thing that I like about, about this movie is that you see a lot of growth from Peter Parker as a character. With Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he, he, his character goes through a lot of growth here, and at the end, you see him grow from just, a, from, from like a, an immature kid to, you know, he's still, and he's still a kid, but he's heading off into college, so he kind of makes that transition from an immature kid to a very mature adult, and he, and he kind of, he finally understands what it means to be Spider-Man, um, and so that growth from the beginning of the movie, uh, to now is really, really interesting, and it's really cool to see his growth as a character in this movie is spectacular, um, I think the, the performance of, of Tom Holland's really good, you see a little bit more from MJ in this movie, Zendaya does really good, uh, with her character, um, you get to see a lot more emotion from her, Ned is fantastic as, uh, as always, and there is a, a big, like, Ned has a huge part in this movie, and there is, um, he, he, just go watch it, there's a big thing with Ned in this movie, um, and that reveal is, is it's kind of crazy, um, but he does a great job, Doctor Strange is great, the villains are spectacular, um, a few of the villains don't have big, big roles in this movie, um, but the two, there's really three that do, and that's Electro, Doc Ock, and the Green Goblin, um, Electro doesn't have a super strong performance, um, and Jamie, Jamie Foxx doesn't, it's not bad, his performance isn't bad, it's just nowhere near as strong as Doc Ox or the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin did an excellent job, um, he's very scary in this film, um, and I think, I think he did a spectacular job, I think this version of the Green Goblin is a lot better than, uh, the one from the original Spider-Man movie, this version is just really, it's really scary, and he is a lot better, he's scarier, the acting's better, it's just, it's really, really good, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin is spectacular in No Way Home, and Doc Ock is really good too, um, he, he plays a pivotal role in this movie, um, and, and he, he does a great job, his performance is spectacular, now let's get into some spoilers, so, the big reveal in this movie, there are some big reveals, and listen, I'm gonna warn you for the last time, I'm getting into spoil spoilers starting now, so if you haven't seen the movie, stop watching, but we have, um, a few big reveals, Aunt May dies, um, that's, that's a very sad moment in this movie, it's one of, there's, there's a couple of very emotional scenes in this film, uh, that being one of them, the death of Aunt May, um, it's one of the better parts of the film. It's really sad to see Aunt May die. Um, but this is really 
Peter Parker's origin, or Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man, um, this is kind of his origin, you know, with, with the other two versions, with, with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, um, their, their origin starts with the death of, of Ben Parker, but that doesn't happen with Tom Holland, in his version of the movies, he doesn't have, his origin doesn't start with the death of his uncle Ben, um, his origin just really starts in Civil War, he's really introduced in that movie, um, but he really starts to, you know, fully embody the Spider-Man character in this film, beginning with the death of Aunt May, um, and I thought that scene was fantastic, um, you know, the death of Aunt May, you know, Green Go the Green Goblin killing Aunt May, it's just one of the better scenes in the movie, um, the emotion in that scene is just really, really strong, one of the better scenes, um, and then I'm trying to think, is there any other sport, is there any big reveal before that? I don't believe so. I saw this movie, like, on Saturday, um, or fr fr I think Friday, actually, on Friday, so, the, the, um, every detail is not super clear in my head, but I don't think there was any big reveal before this, um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, the scene, the scene where, um, Doctor Strange does cast a spell to try to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, um, that's really interesting, we see some really good fights between Spider-Man and Doc Ock, and then we see a really good fight between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, uh, that fight is really good, and Spider-Man actually wins, he actually beats, um, <laughs> Doctor Strange in their fight, which is really cool, a really interesting fight scene, uh, where they're in this mirror universe, it's, it's really, really cool, um, and then, now let's hop forward, let, let's, let's move forward to, kind of the, the back half of the movie, um, where we see the biggest reveal, and that's, A, Ned is, like, some kind of, um, wizard, or some sort, because he can open portals, and the, and the reason why this is so big is because, is because it took Doctor Strange, like, five years, I believe, to be able to open portals, and Ned has the ring, and within a day, he's able to open portals, that's a huge reveal, and then the, one of the best scenes, in the entire movie that gets everyone hype in the theater is the scene where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are introduced to the film. So yes, they are both in the movie um, as their own versions of Spider-Man. And the scene where they are revealed is really incredible. It's really cool. Um, their introduction into the movies is huge. And one thing that I like about this film is how big of a role... Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire have in this film, I mean, they are in it for a big chunk of the movie, and it's not like they just come in, um, in the last couple minutes of the film, they have the final battle, it's not like that, they have a big part in this movie, um, and so they aren't just there for the final battle, you see all three Spider-Men interact with each other, um, and that's really cool, like, seeing all three Spider-Men interact, um, it's really good, they have some really, a really cool scene where they're talking about the villains that they face, where they talk about how they shoot their webs, because, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, 
his web his webbing comes out of his body. Um, and with Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield, they have like physical web shooters that they have to and they have to like fit, they have to actually make their own webbing. They don't it doesn't just come naturally. Um, so that's pretty cool. You, you, there's a scene and, and there's like one scene where they're all telling Andrew Garfield that he's amazing. Um, and that's really, really cool. But the final battle is really good. I'm trying to make sure I don't skip over anything important. Um, the scene where, where, there's one really good scene where, um, Toby and Andrew are introduced to Tom Holland. And Tom wants to, you know, use the box to send them back to their universe. Um, because he's really distraught after the death of Aunt May. You know, it's really cool to see him say, like, uh, and, 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 you know, Toby and Andrew are saying, they're like, we apologize about your aunt. Um, and he says, like, please don't try to tell me that you know. And then Tom Holland says, like, please don't try to tell me that you know, uh, what I'm going through. And you know, like, they do. And so they tell him, they're like, well, like, we actually do. And, and Andrew Garfield talks about Gwen Stacy and how she dies in, Ama in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then Toby talks about his Uncle Ben. And the emotion in this, in, in the scene is really strong. All the emotional scenes in this movie are crazy. Like the emo like the emotional roller coaster is unbelievable. Um, but Tom, Tom Holland ends up not sending sending them back to their own universe, and they end up fight, having this huge battle at the end. Um, and one of the biggest moments of the film is when um, MJ falls from this big structure, this big platform. She ends up falling, and Tom Holland dives to catch her, and, and it's, it's exactly like um, the scene from Amazing Spider-Man 2 where Andrew Spider-Man tries to catch Gwen Stacy, and then in mid-air, Green Goblin catches uh, Tom Holland and keeps him from being able to catch MJ, and at that point, it's like, oh no, Like, is MJ going to die just like Gwen Stacy, or are they going to kill Spider-Man's love interest again? But that doesn't happen. Andrew jumps off the platform, goes down, and catches her, and it's one of the best parts in the movie. It's It might honestly be my favorite part. I mean, that is just one of the best scenes in the movie. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man catching MJ is fantastic. It's an incredible scene, and I love it. There's also a, a, a part in this movie in the final battle where all three Spider-Men are swinging together, and they end up landing on this platform um, and posing together, which was uh, awesome. And then at the end of the movie, we have a battle between Tom Holland Spider-Man and Green Goblin, and there's this dope line from Tom Holland. You know, this is, and he's acting out of anger. He's not acting, he's not acting like Spider-Man should. Um, but, you know, Green Goblin's telling him, he's like, you, you had a chance to kill us, but you couldn't do it. You didn't have the guts to do it. And Tom Holland has this dope line where he says, I just wanted to kill you myself. And it's, you know, he's wrong in that. He shouldn't, that's not what Spider-Man should do. But it's just a really dope line, and, and the delivery was really cool, and and he just goes to town on the Green Goblin. He is just kicking his butt, and he goes to kill him with his glider, um, and then you see Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, you know, stop him. He, he grabs the glider, keeps him from stabbing the Green Goblin, and then in one of the craziest uh, turn of events in the film, uh, Tobey gets stabbed by the Green Goblin. And I thought he was going to die, but he ends up not dying. He's fine. 
Uh, thankfully, I thought Toby was going to die, but he doesn't. Um, and and you, you see, they end up, you know, t- you know, they end up sending uh, the other Spider-Man and all the enemies back to their own universe um, so they don't die. Um, and in the final, um, final minutes of the scene, or, or sorry, in the final mo- minutes of the movie, Peter Parker, um, Tom Holland's Peter Parker makes a, a, a huge decision. He asks Doctor Strange to cast a spell that will make everyone forget who he is. Not just that he's Spider-Man, but it will make everyone forget who, who he is. And it's a very mature and brave decision. And it's that growth. And this is the part, this is what I meant um, when I said that you see him uh, grow exponentially in this film. Him being able to make this decision is huge. And so that's what happens at the end of the movie. Everyone forgets who he is. And you have this really cool scene um, at the end of the film where Peter Parker goes into the bakery or the diner where MJ works. And there's MJ and Ned, and he orders a coffee, um, and, and and he's talking to MJ, but they don't know who he is because the spell has been cast, and so he just kind of stares at them, and it's a little bit awkward, um, but he just ends up walking away, walking out of the diner. He has his own apartment now. Um, he also makes his own suit, so he has his own custom-made suit, which is really cool. So I can't wait. Uh, for the next uh, installment of this series. I thought this movie was really well done. I thought the pacing was good. I, you know, some of the characters didn't get fleshed out as well. Like Sandman and the Lizard are just not a big part of this film at all. Um, and I don't even know if they were in this movie, if the actors were. I I don't think their actors were even in this film. Um, it was, And that's a little bit weird. Um, but I think they did as good of a job with this, with this movie as they possibly could. It's probably my favorite movie I've, I've ever seen. And that's just because I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um, but it's easily one of the best MCU movies. It's up there with Endgame and Infinity War, in my opinion. I think it's a great movie. If you're a big Spider-Man fan, you'll love it. There's a lot of fan service. Um, it's a great movie. I thought they did an excellent job. And if you see it, go see it in theaters. This is a movie that you have to experience in the theaters. It's incredible, and I loved it. But without further ado, that's all I have for this episode of the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. If you want to uh, follow me, or if you want to see more content from me, you can check out my website at thewiresports.com. You can check out my YouTube, uh, The Wire. You can check out my TikTok, the.wire. Or, sorry, it's, yeah, the.wire.sports. Uh, you can also follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at the Ryan McCreary. That's the R Y A N M C C R A R Y. But that's all I have for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed that, and I will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>